everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and for today's episode we're going to do a little special segment here. So over the next couple of podcasts what I've decided I'm going to do is I'm going to start going through some famous psychologists and we're going to go over some of their famous theories and all of that fun stuff because I really feel like you guys should know a little bit more about some of these theories and ask yourself and apply some of this work in your own life. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, you might connect to one of these theories. So over the course of the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to cover some of the famous psychologists such as Freud and Erickson and many others and uh, we're going to have some fun and we're going to go through each of their theories and then the second part we're going to get into I'm going to do my own life interpretation of the theory so sit back relax and uh, for my astrology people do not worry I'm, I'm also going to do a podcast on Gemini season so that'll also be coming up as well so stay tuned for all of that wonderful fun stuff but without further ado we're going to get into our first topic so for this podcast we're going to get into some famous like psychological theories that have been made and some very influential people now whether you fully like them or support them i completely understand because some of these guys turned out to be pretty weirdo pretty much weirdos But we also have to give them some credit for creating some theories and really expanding the field of psychology. So I figured we might as well start with the famous Sigmund Freud. For those who do not know Sigmund Freud, Sigmund Freud is a famous psychologist. He is just well known if you've taken psychology courses his name is the first one to pop up because he created talk therapy so you guys know therapy today whether that is through virtual or whether that you know is through face-to-face whether that is through group or cbt and all of these types of therapy it would not have existed if it wasn't for sigmund freud This was probably one of his greatest accomplishments and contributions to psychology. He argued that if people are able to talk about their problems, that it would help them realize some new things about themselves and also help them get through some of the hardships and and tough times that they're going through. And this was something he realized through conducting therapy sessions with his clients 
So he's had a couple couple of his clients. They opened up uh, and they shared what they were going through. And Dr. Freud, he pretty much came to this dilemma himself, which was very interesting. And in the book, um, one of one of his one of his cases, Anna O. So she's one of his cases where it really helped the way how she was able to talk about some of her problems and talk about some of her hysteria. That's the term that Freud uses, but it's pretty much a fancy word for her talking about what she is going through. It really helped expand talk based therapy. Um, So that's something that I want you guys to really think about as well. So think about if you guys have gone into therapy if it wasn't for this guy creating it, who knows what resources we would have used. So I wanted to start off with talking with Sigmund Freud with that, because that is one of his biggest contributions. Again, talk-based therapy. Now we're going to get into some of his theories. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through some theories and then we're going to apply a little bit of real life situations to explain these theories in simpler details because we all know that when we think about these theories firsthand it can be overwhelming and some of the terms that they use can be very very advanced so you know we got to be able to simple it down so that way you know we can all understand and what's going on so one of the things Freud argued a lot was this theory of personality He wanted to figure out what were certain effects of personality and all that fun stuff. So, according to Freud and his psychoanalytic theory, all psychic energy is generated by libido. Freud suggested that our mental states were influenced by two competing forces. So you have the Cath Essex, and I apologize if I pronounced these terms wrong, But this is described as investment of mental energy in a person, idea, or object. So pretty much in simpler terms, when we display and use mental energy to help a person or think of an idea or think of objects or material things. So that is the the cathexis. Then the next one, you have the antikathexis. And this involves the ego. Blocking the socially unacceptable needs of the id. So if you guys listened to one of my old podcasts a while ago, I talked about the id, ego, and superego. And this was one of Freud's biggest theories. And our ids is all about the ego side of things. So we have things that we love, things that we want, things that we desire. That is what motivates us to do certain things, whether that is extrinsically or intrinsically. So either external or internal, we have wants, needs and desires. So those are the two things that Freud argued in his theory of personality, where we have two sides of ourselves that fuel our our personality. So you have one side, the the cathexis, which involves our energy in people, ideas, or objects, and then we have our ids and our wants and drives and desires that fuel our own personality. To add to this theory of personality, Freud also also implemented life instincts and death instincts. 
So life instincts. These are anything that relate to the basic need for survival, reproduction, and pleasure. They are ideas and these are the things for food, shelter, love, and sex. So Freud argued that if we have our life instincts and our basic needs already established, then we'll be able, you know, to advance into the next stage of our life. If you take our life instincts away, then our need for survival is now turned on, right? So those are life instincts. And then there's also death instincts. So these are the result of the unconscious wish for death, which Freud believed all humans have. Self-destructive behavior was once expression of the death drive, according to Freud. However, he believed that these death instincts were largely tempered by life instincts. So depending, you know, on what person's need for food, shelter, and love can also cause them to self-destruct and create behaviors that are self-destructive. So it seems, you know, the talk therapy and the theory of personality, Freud pretty much nailed a lot and explained a lot, right? Now we know a lot of other famous psychologists have expanded on this, but Freud really started this conversation going. So before we get into the psyche, which I know I mentioned a little bit of the id, ego, and superego, I think it's it's a good time for you guys, you know, let's apply this first theory of personality into our own real lives. So I'm going to use my real life as an example, but I want you guys, as you're listening to this podcast, think about, you know, real life examples for you and how you can apply this theory. So when it comes to the cathexis, right, this is described as the investment of mental energy in a person, idea or object. So for me, right, think about the people that are most important to you and you invest your most energy towards. Like I know for me, it's my friends, it's my family, it's my girlfriend, it's my job. So I invest my mental energy in a lot of people. When it comes to ideas, creating this podcast was an idea. Playing video games are an idea. Anything I do where I am creating an idea, that is what is fueling my personality at the moment. So for me, you know, I'm very... I like my routines pretty well, so I'll create ideas and do ideas to continue that routine. And then when it comes to objects, right, whether that is material things or upgrading a house or, you know, buying food or anything like that, buying cool material things. I know for myself, I love candles. So those are definitely some things that, you know, motivate me. And uh, yeah, you know, there's there's all just think about all those things that we do. Then when it comes to the anti-cathexis, this involves ego blocking, the social unacceptable needs of the in. So this is repressing the urges and desires is one common. So we all have like urges, right, that come from the id. So I'll say for me, an urge for me, I do, and I used to have this habit and I'm still working on it, is overeating. So for me, I'll have the urge to overeat and, and have extra extra food and extra snacks, even though I just had like a big dinner. Um, so for me, like my anti-cathesics, and I apologize and keep pronouncing his name wrong. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely a big word. Um, 
this that's the example of it. So it's the part of me that is telling me, hey, we cannot overeat here. So that's just something, again, for you guys to think about. And then when it comes to life instincts, we these are pretty much self-explanatory. I live on my own. I have my own shelter. I make enough money so that way I have enough food on the table. And then when it comes to love and all the affection, I get love. I get different, many different types of love from friends, family, and even romantic love as well. So all of those are in tech, which, you know, makes it seem what makes it seem that I'm very calm, cool and collected. Right. And then the death instincts when it comes to self-destructive behavior. Uh, when I overthink, I definitely do shut down and procrastinate. So then I end up zoning out. And that is something right where it's self-destructive, because the more you zone out, right, like the more you put off stuff, the more those responsibilities pile up. So that would be an example of a self-destructive behavior that I have done in the past and still do from time to time. So that was the first theory, the theory of personality. Since Freud has so many theories, I, I believe that we can do one more together and then we'll see how the rest of the podcast goes and we, we, maybe we can squeeze in a third. So I mentioned earlier that there's id, ego, and superego on one of my older podcasts, but I think it's really good for us to relive this podcast as well. So we started with the theory of personality, and Freud wanted to dig deeper on, on his previous theory of personality. So in Freudian theory, the human mind is structured into two main parts. You have the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. The conscious mind includes all of the things that we are aware of or can easily bring into awareness. So these are all things that, you know, we can do, we can see, we are present for. So whether that is, you know, because it's so broad, you know, when it comes to our conscious mind. So let's say, right, like when we're playing a video game, we are aware that we're playing the video game. Or when we are watching a sporting event, we are aware of what's happening because we are watching the sport event. That is everything that is involving in our conscious mind. So the things we're doing, the things that, you know, we're seeing, the things that, you know, we're using our five senses for, that is our conscious mind. Now, the unconscious mind, on the other hand, this includes all things outside of our awareness. So this involves our wishes, our desires, our hopes, our urges, memories that we weren't aware of yet continue to influence behavior. So if you have you guys ever had a memory that you didn't really know where it came from, that's what the unconscious mind is. The unconscious mind is the things that we are not aware of in the present moment. And, you know, and it's still present and it still drives our personality and our behavior and our behaviors. Freudian psychology compares the mind to an iceberg. The tip of the iceberg that is, you know, visible over the water. And if for my other therapist, before I really get into this, there's an activity that I've done as a counselor. It's the anger iceberg. And I really think this could really, you know, understand. So think about the anger management iceberg. 
uh, as I'm describing this as well. And for those that do not know, I'll explain it once I'm done this, uh, this theory. But Freud compares the mind to an iceberg. So the outside, the tip of the iceberg, the, the iceberg that you see and it's visible above water is just a tiny portion of what the mind truly is. While, you know, when you look at an iceberg underneath the iceberg, it could be huge, it can be small, but you know, that is the larger unconscious. So Freud, Freud is pretty much saying that our unconscious mind is so much deeper than our conscious mind. And we are so unaware of our unconscious. So, and then it gets really deep. <laughs> Freud added to this concept by adding two main components of the mind. So he divided the personality, the human personality, into three major components. So first he started with, you know, the conscious and the unconscious. And now he's going from the two to now adding three other major components. And these are the id, ego, and superego. Which, again, I've mentioned a little bit earlier in this podcast, but also, you know, on an old podcast as well. But the id, this is the most primitive part of the personality. So this is all of our basic urges. The id is entirely unconscious and serves as the source of all energy. So this is all about, you know, urges, wants, needs. That's all the id. So if you ever wanted something, there's a big difference between needing something and wanting something. The it is fueling that. Then you have the superego. This is the part of the personality that holds all of the internalized morals and standards that we acquire from our parents, family, and society at large. So our superego is the part of ourselves that is reminding us that, hey, there's rules, there's consequences if we do these urges. And uh, for people that have a lack of self-control and get into a lot of self-destructive behaviors, they need to listen to that super ego part of themselves more because there's a part of us that is trying to protect us from putting us into danger. And that's what the super ego does. So you have the id and the super ego continue to clash with one another. If you guys have seen favorite mo- like awesome movies where people have had like the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder, this is where they're getting the ideas from. And both the id and the superego are clashing, which forms the ego. And this is the component of our personality that deals with reality and helps ensure that the demands of the wants and needs are satisfied in a realistic, safe, and socially acceptable way. This is what goes on when we are mentally stable. So we have our wants and our desires, and we also have and respect the rules, laws, and regulations that we have to follow as a society. But we all know that there's a lot of people in this world because we're all different. There are some people in this world, right, that are that really go for their desires, that are very greedy people and do not care who who they manipulate, what they want to do to get what they desire. And my word of advice for everyone listening to this podcast is to be aware of those people and remove yourself from those people 
Because if you do not, again, the id, their ids will take over and it just fuels them. So you got your narcissistic personalities, right? Where it's all about me and and what I need in this life and not so much about other people. And there's no empathy when it comes to that. And so just be aware of this because this theory, Freud's theory of the psyche, it definitely does make a lot of sense. So just be aware of the people in your life. Ask yourselves, do they usually get what they want? Do they have a lot of wants? Are they, you know, is there no balance between that? Ask yourself that with the people you're around. So that way, you know, you can be aware and you can put yourself in better shape if you remove these people when needed and when you need to do so. So that was pretty much Freud's theory of the psyche. So I figured, you know, we can connect a little bit of this theory and apply it to, you know, some real life examples. So when it comes to the conscious mind, things we are aware of, for instance, what am I doing right now with you guys? I am recording a podcast, so I am aware of what Freud is, what some of Freud's famous theories are. I'm also aware of how long I want this podcast to be. I'm also aware of the certain topics that I'm bringing up in this podcast. So this is all about my conscious mind. Now, when it comes to my unconscious, my wishes, my desires, I desire and I wish that I can, this podcast can reach as many people as possible. So that way, you know, other people are learning and other people are being aware of certain stuff. So that is something, you know, would be involved in my unconscious mind. This is something that, you know, I do not bring to the surface all the time, but I think about it and it fuels my personality. So think about how your conscious and unconscious mind works. What are some things you want and desire? What are some things that you are aware of? Just think about that for that first part. And then when it comes to the id, so our basic urges, I know I mentioned earlier one of my urges was overeating. So for this one, I'll do a different urge. For me, I definitely have the urge to just want to do things spontaneously without letting people know what I'm doing. There's like an urge to be impulsive. This is where, you know, impulsiveness comes in. This is where we do things without thinking about the consequences. We just do them just to do them because we have the urge to do them. So for me, I would say, you know, randomly buying sporting game events and randomly buying food when I shouldn't be buying as much food or, you know, randomly just doing playing more video games than I should have. So these are just, you know, some urges that I have that, you know, I need to be aware of and challenge them. And then the super ego. This is where, you know, we acquire things from our parents, family and society Like we all know, you know, we have laws, we can't steal, we can't, you know, we can't commit murder, you know, like we can't, like there's a lot of things we cannot do and that we're taught not to do. So the super ego is just that reminder. So I would say for me, like those two, my id and super ego definitely do clash many times, especially when it comes to wanting to get stuff done. 
Part of me wants to get it done right away. Another part of me is like, okay, you could still take time to do it. And there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of clash there. And then we have the ego, which is doing things that are socially acceptable. So for me, I have the urge to want to communicate with people, right? So my super ego is telling me, all right, well, you can't go and connect with strangers, right? Because that would be unsafe. So what can you do that's in the constructs of society? Let's create a podcast. Let's send this out. Let's create a YouTube channel. Let's create this. Let's create that, right? So these are all things that my id and super ego are doing that combine that combines into my ego, which is, you know, I'm creating a podcast, which is trying to help people. And I'm still connecting with people on, along the way and reaching some of those desires that I want. And once that I want. So that is how all three of these are just combining into one. So when it comes to Freud, I wanted to just give you guys those first two theories to start off this podcast. When we come back, I'm going to do my weekly tarot card reading for you guys. So stick around for that. And again, this is going to be a multiple part podcast. So this is the first one. Then the second one we're going to talk about where things get a little weird with Freud and uh, we're going to get into some dream analysis and defense me- defensive mechanisms that Freud came up with during his time. Again, Freud was a very influential and very important person in the psychology field. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting to see. Um, I know there's a lot of mixed opinions on Freud. So far, theories, this is the good part of Freud, but we all know, you know, as we get into some other theories, he gets a little bit weird real quick. Um, So you guys are listening to Your Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. We will be right back. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. So for the first part of our podcast, we talked about Freud's theories. We talked about Freud's theory of and getting us into talk therapy. We also talked his theory of personality and also his theory of the psyche. So two very deep, in-depth theories that we really got into 
for the next podcast, we're going to get into some of the weirdness of Freud and what led to, you know, the controversies and what led to that. And uh, yeah, but before we get started, though, I just wanted to give you guys and give my source for the first topic a very big shout out. Very well mind. It's a great resource. It really gave me, you know, some of the understandings of Freud. I also took what I've learned from my undergrad and graduate studies at Eastern and Cabrini University. So I got to give a shout out to both of them as well. But when it comes to our tarot card reading, we're going to do just for this weekend because I know it's Memorial Day weekend. And then for the second part, we'll do our week. We'll do one for the rest of the week. Um, So expect a lot of podcasts to be dropped this next week as well because I'm doing a little podcast series. So it's going to be fun. A good little change of pace for everybody. So my question for my ancestors and for everyone listening is what energy should me and everyone on this podcast expect for the rest of Memorial Day weekend? So we already got one card already there, and we'll do three. We'll do three cards, and then we'll be good to go. So I did a shuffle. Let's see what we have here for the rest of Memorial Day. So our first card we have, we have the six of wands. Oh, no, sorry. That is not six. My bad. That is the nine of wands. So let me pull that up for you guys real quick. Nine of wands. This involves perseverance, courage, standing your ground. There are some things that are difficult to bear, no matter how positive we try to be. But chaos, confusion, heartbreak, and life's ups and downs don't have to throw us off balance. Even if we have no control over what life throws our way, our reactions are always of our mind, of our own choosing. The Nine of Wands presses, presses you to draw your strength to finish despite fatigue. You are halfway through, so now isn't the time to give up. This card is a reminder that although there is a time of for compromise, there are some things about there's things about which you shouldn't waver. Determination will help you get through this challenging time if you are ready for the challenge. So if you guys are going through a lot of stress right now, now's the time, you know, we cannot give up. We have to continue to go. And I know Memorial Day, I know especially for me, it's very big on family. I know this year is going to be a little bit different than usual. So, you know, just continuing. And I also know I'm in grad school, too, and definitely starting to feel fatigue setting in. But we got to continue, you know, to push through because I will be done in the next couple of months. But for my listeners, think about ways in which whatever challenges you are facing, do we feel drained from them? Do not give up. Um, there's good and determination will help you get through this. The second card we got is we got the, man, we got eight of swords. So this card, I've gotten this on a bunch of readings recently, eight of swords. It's feeling stuck, unproductive, hopeless. The eight of swords in the upright position stands for feeling stuck in a repeated cycle or feeling bound by outside forces. You might feel surrounded by danger, and this could make you hesitant to make a move. A lot of times when we feel trapped in a situation, the emotion we are actually experiencing is fear. 
What is it that you're afraid of? Could it, could it be a fear of lack, of failure, being alone, being abandoned? It is important to remember that there is always a way to overcome what blinds you. Whether this is relationship problems, all the above, family problems, health declining, you can turn things around. However, you can fix what you acknowledge. So pretty much what we got here is we're feeling stuck, but we have to acknowledge what is the deeper meaning here. Is it a, is it a fear? What fear are we experiencing? You know, could it be a fear of loss? Could it be, you know, a fear of abandonment? Just think about ways in which, you know, you guys are feeling stuck. But now's the time, you know, to reflect and acknowledge what is there. So the first two cards, tapping into being more determined, pushing through, and also, you know, being acknowledged and being aware of what's going on. And then our last card, we have the Eight of Wands. So... Eight of Wands, this is action, gaining momentum, exciting times. The great storyteller, Aesop, might have believed that slow and steady wins the race, but the Eight of Wands begs to differ. Movement, travel, and exciting projects are in store for those visited by the Eight of Wands. This card often shows up when visitors are coming. Enthusiasm and other positive feelings will probably appear as well. If you are feeling stuck or in a plateau in any way, in any area of life, things are about to turn. It's time to strike when the iron is hot and create an exciting and a new existence. So put your running shoes on and prepare yourself for an increase in pace. So man, oh man, oh man. So we have feeling stuck, but if we acknowledge this right, this is also going to be a very good time, you know, to gain momentum and exciting times because, you know, the weekend's coming. Memorial Day is coming, right? And it's going to be a good time to spend with family and all that fun stuff. So that is our reading today. So we have the nine of wands, which it all taps into being more determined. Then we have the eight of swords, which involves, you know, feeling stuck. But we have to acknowledge why we're feeling stuck. And then we have the eight of wands, which involves exciting times the pace is going to pick up and it's going to be some fun times. So those that is the energy we are going to experience for the rest of this weekend. So just be aware about it. Feel free to comment on the podcast if you are going through anything that you guys would like to share because you know maybe this reading might apply to you. But I just want to say, you know, for you guys, thank you guys for a wonderful podcast. It's always great, you know, connecting with you guys, talking with you guys, and also, you know, sharing some of my knowledge and uh, spirituality and all that fun stuff, too. But remember what I said before, you know, you guys, this is just part one of Freud. We're going to get into part two of Freud on our next podcast when we get into some other famous psychologists as well. And we're going to talk about some Gemini season two, because I know that's coming up. But I hope you guys have and enjoyed this first part, this first podcast of this new segment that I'm doing. Let me know how you guys feel about it. If you want more content like this, it'll be great. But hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and subscriptions would really help boost a podcast overall. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night. 
stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.